0: Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Schultz. For our final team press conferences before hitting the summer break, we heard from a number of the Seahawks position coaches, including receivers coach Sanjay Lal, who spoke about the opportunity to return to Seattle.
1: Very privileged to come back, really. Um, I thank Coach Pete for the opportunity, especially after leaving. And then uh, the first time I was here, there were a lot of connections made. And it felt like home to come back, so it was a no-brainer if Pete was on the same page.
0: The star of the offseason, according to Law, so far, it's someone you might not expect. Wide receiver Cody Thompson.
1: It's excellent. He, he's had the best spring of any receiver. And a lot of the things I was saying about DK, about being diligent, taking practice to the team reps, he's done that.
0: Sanjay touched on the status of another second-year wideout in D. Eskridge.
1: He's really twitchy and explosive, wants it. He's a dog. I've seen the blocking film from last year. Uh, the last place I was, we wanted to draft him. We were really high on him. Um, so I've been very impressed.
0: Wrapping up Lal's comments, here's what he had to say about the Seahawks' two rookie receivers, Bo Melton and Dariq Young.
1: Man, they were really on the come till they got dinged up. So I can speak for the two that are hurt, Dariq and Bo very intelligent, they have the right mindset, physically really gifted, Uh, Bo's a 4'3 something guy and Dariq's 4'4 at 220 something pounds and really, really coachable and they really adopted the technique. So I was excited to see where they could go. Um, There's been a pause right now, obviously, but they'll pick it up when they come back. And then Kevin has done a great job in the slot too, very smart too.
0: Keeping things on offense, let's hear next from assistant running backs coach Amanda Ruler, who shared a little bit about how she landed a job in Seattle.
2: So I took it upon myself to actually go to the NFL Combine this year, and I met tons of people. I went by myself. I got my resume in tons of people's hands. I got to meet people face to face because I've applied for tons of NFL opportunities before. And I think when you just submit a resume, they don't get to see the type of person you are. And when you're hiring a coach, you have to trust them. You have to gain their trust and attention. So when I was there, I made it happen. I worked my magic. And from there, someone from the Seahawks organization gave me a call, gave me an opportunity to just interview. They said, did I, did I apply for the Bill Walsh opportunity? I said, I did. So from there, I was brought in and I have this opportunity with you guys today.
3: Ruler
0: says she sees herself as an important advocate for women in football.
2: For me, one of my missions is to help young girls and women feel more comfortable within football because when I started, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't understand why I didn't belong. I didn't understand why people kept telling me, no, I can't be in this industry. I said, just watch me, watch me go forward, watch me make this something for myself. And I want anyone that starts in football, whether that be media, coaching, personnel, trainers, to feel like they belong here, that they're worthy. They can see an opportunity. I never saw that growing up. So I want to be that driving force for more women to think that I can do this, I can make a career out of this.
0: Amanda will be with the team throughout the preseason, but her status afterward is uncertain.
2: So I'm gonna be doing a couple preseason games, and then after that, I'm not sure. So maybe if I make a really good impression, kind of showcase my skills, insert myself where needed, I could make it happen for this team. And if not this team, that's okay, maybe another organization. But I feel like my compete level, everything I've done, whether it be bobsled, skeleton, Team Canada football, I was meant to compete and work at a high performance industry and level. And I feel like this is where I was born to work.
0: Regardless of whether or not she stays with the team during the regular season, following her internship through the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship, the experience has clearly been a positive one.
2: I love the culture. They let me be myself here. I've gained so much experience just even coaching, um, computer work, anything that's going to help me be better. They hold me accountable. I'm able to go forward, plan individual sessions for the athletes. I even got to spend some time within the strength and conditioning uh, room. Anything that I had questions about, each coach helped me, both sides of the ball. So I am learning so much and going forward, I'm going to be the best coach you've ever seen.
0: For our last offensive assistant, let's hear from offensive line coach Andy Dickerson on his thoughts on the team's two new tackles in Charles Cross and Abe Lucas.
4: Both come in with great attitude. They ask great questions uh, in meetings. They understand the information. And again, air raid, uh, you know, they still run and they still throw. There's probably there's more passes, but, you know, they both ran, you know, had the run game. And so, you know, when you're evaluating those guys, you see them move and see how their bodies move. So you try to, you know. Project how that would cover, you know, show up in, you know, in the NFL and our different schemes. And at the end of the day, you're still blocking a guy in either protection or the run game. So, but they've been great. Ask good questions. And again, out here is you know, a great time for them to start learning how we do things, the different drills, the calls, stuff like that. And they've done a really good job with that. All of them, you know, Quan and uh, Liam as well for all the rookies who've come in and done a good job in. No, so just to see them do that. But again, this is out here wearing T-shirts and shorts. So it's just them getting comfortable and learning everything. And then the real work will come when we get to training camp and the pads come on and we really see how it goes.
0: The pair, if starters, will also be blocking for a rookie from time to time in running back Ken Walker.
4: Really good. It was fun to see him get out there, you know, doing blitz pickup stuff. Probably the coolest thing I've seen is just his willingness and his eyes, the way he moves and just his ability to understand everything. So to me, like pass protection for backs is probably one of the starting points of like, do they understand what's going on? And then his ability to see him again, trying to understand and get a fit and the tempo and the timing of how we want to press the hole and make those cuts and make those decisions. But I've been impressed with him.
0: Vying with Cross and Lucas for those starting jobs will be second year tackle Stone Forsythe.
4: I think this consistency with his technique, body control, uh, just he came in with a great mindset him Jake all the guys from last year came back and really hit it hard in the weight room uh, the strength guys have been talking about the group how they've all together pushed each other in the competition and just you know doing it the right way so just i think just his focus his mindset with all the guys that came back but the same thing just coming back locked in taking the drills seriously locking in and again i think the coolest thing is those veteran guys and the veterans are You know second years guys but they've been great helping and being able to talk to abe and talk to charles and just have all the other guys talking to the rookies and talking amongst themselves become more of a closer unit
0: after the break we'll hear from defensive coaches sean desai and carl scott on the team's new defensive backs and more we heard from the position coaches on offense now on to the defense Let's hear first from defensive assistant and associate head coach Sean Desai. Is he a defensive assistant? Is he the associate head coach? He was asked to provide a little clarity on exactly what his title with the team entails.
5: You know, I, I'm still trying to figure that one out through HR. Uh, no, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm just trying to uh, really be the best assistant I can be to be here to uh, be a resource for Clint. Uh, He and I go back, obviously, through our days at Chicago, uh, be a great resource for him, help in the back end where I can, uh, and really in the back seven uh, with the backers and the safeties and the nickels and the corners, and and try to uh, provide as much support as I can to the the coaching staff.
0: Desai had a simpler title in the past as defensive coordinator with the Chicago Bears.
5: It's always easy when you're not in that role uh, to say what you would do in that role. And I had the opportunity for a lot of years to do that. Right. And and everybody does that because you want to grow. Uh, but then when you get in the role, you understand the why's behind of why you had to act certain ways uh, in terms of leadership, how you got to communicate. Uh, and really, your job is to lead the coaches and the players. And you got to make sure everybody's aligned towards the vision and the outcome that you want to uh, be aligned towards. And so that was a great uh, experience is to be able to try to get all those guys on that same page. We had a pretty much a whole new defensive staff. Uh, that we were trying to teach our defense to and then getting them to buy in. And they did a great job. All those guys uh, are great coaches. And then getting that formula passed on to the players.
0: Carl Scott is coming up next. But before we get there, here's what Desai had to say about the team's rookie corners, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant.
5: Well, you see some length and speed uh, out of both those guys um, and, and they're uh, unique in their own ways. You know, Kobe's got really good ball skills uh, at the top of routes and he can really judge the ball well. Tariq, obviously, his length shows up in in so many ways, you know, when he's pressed, when he's off, when he's uh, playing the ball uh, uh, in a chase, in a trail position. So I think uh, those guys are so eager uh, and there's so much growth potential for them, which is another exciting thing.
0: Here's what Scott had to say about the pair, starting with Woolen.
3: In my mind, to be honest with you, every rookie is raw. You know, because uh, obviously this game, uh, speed wise, you know, age wise is a lot different than the game they're coming from. Uh, but as far as Tariq, man, he's uh, one thing I will say about him. He's open, uh, eager to learn, uh, attentive. Uh, he wants what you have to give him. Um, you know, I, I think even if he was coming out as the Thorpe Award winner, uh, he would still approach the game the same way of give me something. How can I improve my game? How can I develop? Uh, you know, the beauty of it is, you know, there's a reason they call us coach. Uh, And if they're all pro bowlers or all, you know, Hall of Fame guys, as they come in here, I probably wouldn't be standing here talking to you guys. So uh, I take that challenge and I love that challenge. And again, trying to see Tariq, you know, gradually grow and improve uh, and be better than he was when he came in here. And Kobe? Very cerebral. Um, He's a thinker. Uh, In a good way. Sometimes you get guys who are thinkers and, you know, they turn into blinkers where they're not going anywhere but just blinking. You know, that's not him. Uh, He's a guy who can take what he's learned in the classroom and apply it on the practice field. Uh, That is a coach you appreciate a ton. Um, You know, he's still understanding his game and finding out his game. And I think every day that he comes out here, you know, he's shown to improve and take, you know, those nuggets that he might have missed the day before. And be able to correct those things, you know, the day after. So, uh, you know, you, you're pretty pleased with that aspect. Uh, and then, you know, most importantly, he comes out here and competes. You know, he's a competitor. Uh, obviously, his name is Kobe Bryant. Uh, so, you know, there's all those, you know, Mamba comparisons or whatnot. Uh, but as far as his mentality, he's straightforward. You know, he he's ready to get to work and uh, don't let his quietness, I think, fool you sometimes because he he means business.
0: Carl may provide some additional help at evaluating cornerbacks coming out of college, given his recent time as cornerbacks coach at Alabama.
3: I was fortunate enough to be a part of, you know, Alabama and Coach Saban's organization. I think what you learn is uh, the great ones, uh, no matter how talented they are, uh, the driven ones want to be coached and want to be critiqued and want to be developed, you know. So sometimes guys get in a position where, you know, this guy's a pro bowler or Hall of Famer. I got to, you know. Be hands off a little bit. He knows it all. Uh, but in my experience, it's been a complete opposite. You know, every great one that I've been around uh, wants those coaching points, wants those golden nuggets, uh, just to any edge that they can put themselves over the top from where they're already at. So um, I think, you know, being at Alabama just kind of uh, showed me, obviously, it's football. You know, it's football. The field is the same. Uh, besides the stands, they're all the same. You know, still play with 11 guys. So um, it's, it's not a big difference.
0: Finally, and maybe it can't even be mentioned enough. Artie Burns, I, we've we've heard from Artie Burns. I, I feel like he's been an under-the-radar type defensive addition to the Seahawks defense. Let's hear from Carl Scott on the former Bears cornerback who came to the team this offseason.
3: Offseason the first time being you know in seattle and being a part of this program is new for everybody but i thought already took uh ownership you know ownership of you know wanting to get out here and having some recall from the system before uh and obviously too being you know different places of being able to apply what he's done in the past in order to help him now and then not only that but helping out other guys uh you talk about the two uh, rookies or whatnot being able to help those guys out and kind of encourage those guys or get on those guys when they need to and kind of help them because he's seen it before and he knows what this league's about and kind of helping those younger guys learn, you know, on the run without having foolproof evidence in front of them at the time. So, uh, already has been a pleasant, a pleasant addition to the room and I'm happy to have him.
0: That's going to do it for this show. Thanks to Wilson Conn for helping to produce this episode. Follow him out on Twitter at Wilson underscore Con, Conn C O N N head on over to field goals.com news today. The Seahawks have extended defensive tackle Brian Monet, and initial reports say it's a two-year, $12 million extension with a $1.5 million signing bonus. We're going to have to see what that contract looks like once it comes out. $6 million annually for a defensive tackle that is not starting. It, uh, It seems to be a little bit, so we'll wait to see what the contract deals are. Maybe it won't look quite so big as it does initially. Or maybe it will. Will Disley got a pretty big contract this offseason. So we will wait and see. Follow along up at fieldgoals.com. You know, John P. Gilbert's going to have all the details on that. And I'm going to be back a little bit later this week. I said it was the last press conference episode, but we still, we have some draft picks to cover. And also we have some new additions to the Seahawks that they haven't been given their spotlight quite yet. So look for that. Subscribe to the show, SBNation.com slash NFL Podcasts. It's getting to that time of the offseason. You never know when exactly there might be some breaking news with regard to the Seahawks. So once again, subscribe to the show. And until next time, go Hawks.